we're going to start that again because I forgot the name of our wow. podcast. <laughs> I hate it here. <laughs> oh, no. Hola, hola, hola y bienvenidos a Ayuda I Failed Spanish. Normalmente este podcast trata del aprendizaje de español, pero este episodio es un poco diferente porque yo tengo dos ex estudiantes conmigo aquí en el podcast para un episodio muy especial. Hola a Addison y a Riley. Hola, ¿cómo estás? Hola, señor, estoy bien. Hola, y Addison, ¿cómo estás? Estoy bien también, señor. Excelente. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. It has been a minute since I have seen you both. It is so much fun. We are on a FaceTime call together. First, fill me in. How is college going in Georgia? Rome, Georgia. Well, here down in Rome, Georgia, <laughs> uh, my accent has shifted way more Southern than it used to be. No, yeah, I'm good playing Lord. around. Uh, yeah, I, I go to Barry College. Um, I'm right now studying communication and Spanish, a double major, and then a minor in theater. And college is going great. I love it here. Like, it is probably, it was the best decision for me. I'm so glad I picked it over UTK, the state school. Um, they've been handling COVID-19 very well, and we've only had three cases in the first four That's weeks. That's super impressive. Okay, so, and I want to know, because Riley, I'm going to come to you in a second, because you're in a very different environment, but what is the environment in a college setting like right now with COVID? Well, you know, uh, I mean, there's masks, of course. They encourage social and physical distancing. But uh, Barry College actually just started this program called Barry Bubble where you choose five uh, people you are okay with being in closer quarters with. And those five people can be in your room during visitation hours, while beforehand it was strictly uh, you could not have visitors in your room. So wow. I'm in my girlfriend's bubble now, so that's good. Multiple things. One, that reminds me of when I was a teen, we could pick five people to have unlimited texts and phone calls to, which was great. <laughs> uh, but two, una novia, is this new? Sí, es, es una novia nueva. Excelente. I've been, uh, talking, I've been talking to her since April, but yes. Oh, that's so exciting. Congratulations. Thank you so uh, much. Riley, how is New York? You are in New York. What is it like? You just heard Addison's description of college. What is yours like? Because I feel like it's going to be different. Um, yeah, it, I'm definitely still adjusting to um, college in general and like living in New York as a New Yorker. Um, we've been doing a lot of things. Um, I I rode the Staten Island Ferry. I've been to Soho. Um, I live in Lincoln Center, that area, so it's very safe. Um, gotten comfortable with the subway. Oh my god! But <laughs> yes, it's um, it's a lot to to get used to at one time. So I'm taking it all in slowly. Yeah. Okay. So where Addison has the berry bubble, uh, is that anything that you could even imagine having set up in your school or based on being in New York, is that even possible? Um, they pretty much recommend masks everywhere, even off campus and outside. Um, so masks are required, um, everywhere on campus, everywhere you're indoors. I'm a dance major. So Every, like, all in the studio, um, I have a cohort that I dance with, and masks are always on there. Um, Do you dance then, with a mask on? Yes. What is that like? Um, it's 
Well, they make more breathable masks. Like a couple of dance companies have come out with some more breathable masks, but um, it's definitely more difficult. Um, they cut down the amount of classes that we have, so it's not as rigorous of a schedule as it usually would be. But um, yeah, it's definitely more difficult. It's became uh, become very hot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I can't imagine. I cannot imagine. Well, for all of our listeners, thank you guys for staying with us through this season. Let me introduce a little bit about how I know Riley and Addison. So when I taught in the school setting, I had both Riley and Addison in the same class? Same period? Were uh, we? No recuerdo. I, I, think think so. they, I think they might have been in the same period. My first year it was my first class of Spanish one I ever taught. I had both of them. Very different people. Both of you guys were fairly quiet. Uh, mm. At the same time, they were both absolutely brilliant, and it was clear that they were going to be fluent at some point. Uh, <sighs> then I didn't have them again for, gosh, three years after that until AP, your senior year, which was crazy because it was also my first year teaching AP. So you guys got me in my first year with a new course, and I got you at the yeah, at the very beginning of your time taking Spanish, and then at the very end of your time taking high school Spanish. So what I want to know from you all is, what was that journey like? What do you remember about how we all met? What do you remember from that first year all the way to AP? And then what stood out between, whether it was changes or similarities that you've seen between your Spanish one and AP in our dynamic, in your understanding of Spanish, all of it. So. Who wants to start? Addison, wonderful. <laughs> sure, yeah, I'll start. I mean, uh, when I came into eighth grade, met you, Mr. Jameson Schimmel, I just yes. knew you were the quirky millennial teacher that everyone needed, really. <laughs> um, you had so many fun events. The shark, what was it called? The something. Chomp. The oh, chomp. chomp. Shark, yeah. you know, shark. Chomp, A prequel whatever. to this podcast, essentially. Exactly. And then we had those arranged marriages, which um, were very arranged. Mm. We had no choice. <laughs> um, True. But yeah, they were just fun activities where we could like use our vocabulary skills or practice grammar and all that. But flash forward to um, fast forward, actually, to senior year. It was just such a much, much more complex understanding of Spanish and uh understanding the people that speak Spanish and Spanish-speaking cultures, uh, it was just more of a genuine appreciation for it. Because in eighth grade, there was a sense of, oh, this is for fun, just learning a different language. But uh, in senior year, you're really understanding that these are actual people that you are uh, understanding the language of. And so you can make genuine connections with these people in Hispanic communities. It's, it was just very valuable. Yeah. Well, and hopefully, I mean, I think as an educator, my goal was to always lay the foundation for you guys in Spanish one. So there was at least let's get you excited about studying this language so that the time you by the time you got to AP, when we were diving into very specific, detailed studies of culture, it was OK. I know I like this. I know I'm passionate about it. Now I really want to start to master concepts and expose myself to brand new cultures and a lot more vocab and a lot more uh, modismos, which we're coming back to. Mm -hmm. All right, Riley, 
VMath and the VMath. Uh, Riley, what's your perspective? What do you remember about all of this? Yeah, I'd say that the main difference for me between Spanish 1 and AP was the class dynamic. Um, you just really cut down the amount of people who were like learning Spanish as a requirement rather than because they were actually interested in it. Um, so AP Spanish was just a very comfortable environment where um, we were really just like in it together, you know? Um well, you in guys Spanish? had been in a class together for years, right? Yes. Um, well, yeah, th- we had a couple new people, but I think the majority of us had been in it since Spanish 1 together. So we had um, done it all. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, your class is always very um, interactive. Like Addison said, lots of games. So like <laughs> half the time. Um, yeah. <laughs> homework, homework load in eighth grade was... A low average. I remember the <laughs> first time I almost the first time I almost cried in school was when I got a test back from your uh, eighth grade <laughs> Spanish one class, oh, and God. you were you showed no mercy. Uh, and from that point on, I was like, I hate this man. Good. <laughs> Sit in that anger. Let that anger fuel this episode. Hey, um, <laughs> what do you guys? Let's let's switch a little bit into what you want to do with Spanish because this is what is the most exciting to hear about with you all. What is your dream for the role Spanish is going to play in your life? And Riley, I want to I want to start with you because I've heard a bit more about yours and so let's start with yours. What is your dream for Spanish? Um well, right now in college I am majoring in dance, hopefully double majoring in something academic, but that's not completely decided yet and minoring in Spanish. Um and Obviously, right now, with COVID and everything, study abroad programs aren't happening, but hopefully in the future, that will still be an opportunity, and I know that the college that I'm going to does a study abroad program in Spain, and I have this vision of dancing in a Spanish-speaking country and hopefully being able to communicate that way and sharing my passion in dance and in this language um, and reaching people in both like my artistic side and um, this language that I love. So hopefully I'll be able to do that and make that a practicality. Um, But I don't know what that's going to look like. Yeah. Leading up. And I think, okay, so correct me if I'm wrong. Would people say that dance is a language of its own? Yeah, I would say that it's definitely a means of communication. You can um, communicate a lot of different things. I mean, it's definitely based on what you're trying to convey. Um, but it's a really interesting dynamic, like communicating through non-spoken, um, like verbal language and then using Spanish also yeah. to um, communicate. Yeah. Universal. Oh my gosh. It's, I mean, the concept that you could speak Spanish and potentially teach dance and teach an entirely separate, universally, hopefully universally understood communication through dance in a language that is your second language i mean it is mind-blowing so right yeah uh addison what about you what is your dream for the role that spanish is going to play in your life uh same as riley's yeah Um, (laughs) i could not dance if you put a gun to my head and told me to i literally am a horrible dancer but 
I am studying at Barry. I'm studying. I'm double majoring in communications and Spanish as of right now with a minor in theater. And my dream for Spanish, I I don't have a dream job. I've plenty of dream jobs, but I'm not sure where I want to go in life yet. But hopefully, I'm envisioning Spanish to be something I can um, utilize with community outreach programs, like over the okay. summer. I have volunteered at uh, this elementary school in Chattanooga where uh, they needed translators because the majority of the kids' populations and their families uh, spoke Spanish, so they needed translators. So if I could do that somehow implemented into my dream job, like, for example, if I was, if I followed my dream of being a tech roadie and going to different concerts, if I could do that in Hispanic countries or with Hispanic oh bands. Oh my gosh. Yes, that would be so cool. Even if I just had a general nine to five desk job, just volunteer somewhere. It, I just really want Spanish not to be something I'm paid for, but something that not just something I paid for. I mean, it's a good it's right. a good thing to put on your resume that you are a bilingual worker and bilingual workers are paid more. But I don't want it to be just that. I really want to make a difference and uh, impact uh, with these develop relationships really with hispanic families or hispanic people and get to know them and understand cross-culturally that uh, all humans are the same despite their language barriers yes they are and we love to hear it that is fantastic uh i love that okay so two very different dreams but really both of you guys what i'm hearing is that you both have a desire to interact with different people and to communicate with different people and people being the center of that dream is the most exciting thing. Whatever language it is, I like that it's Spanish, but whatever language it is, that's what I think the most exciting part of using a gift that you have to relate with others. That's phenomenal. So major props to you. Riley, you touched on this a little bit, but what does this journey towards your dream right now? You're just kind of starting it out in the adult world, but what do you think that's going to look like for you? Um, I think that I would definitely need to start looking into um, professional dance companies um, in Spanish-speaking countries. So being a part of that or a touring company that I know will go to a Spanish-speaking country and I'd be able to be a part of that. Um, so I think right now my plan is to be more on the dancing side of things and um, hopefully get started that way, maybe make some connections in other countries. And then once I get on the choreographing side of dance, that um, once I have those connections, it yeah. will be a lot easier to reach out and to be like, hey, I want to come back and do this um, and just know people. So um, yeah, hopefully that will go as yeah. planned obviously not as smoothly probably yeah um but i'll definitely need to like make connections in college and then um continue to reach out afterwards oh my gosh of course and with so just a question that popped into my head as you were talking when you say that you want to use dance and spanish is that you saying that you want to use because you're a contemporary dancer correct yes so would that be using contemporary dance or would you ever be open to learning an indigenous dance of a country or like Sevillanas in Sevilla, Spain or flamenco? Are you open to learning different dances or do you want to take the dance that you know and bring it to a country? Uh, both. 
sound great to me. Yeah. I <laughs> um, at Alvin Ailey right now in my curriculum. Eventually, we'll be taking like a West African style dance. Um, so yeah, I'll so already cool. be integrating this like um, different culture of dance um, yeah. into my repertoire. So definitely, I want to experiment with um, different cultural dances. And totally. as well as like bringing my style to other countries, because I do feel like um, by that point, I will have something to offer. So, um, yeah, definitely. That's so exciting. And Addison, what do you think for you? What is this journey going to look like to get to the spot where you are using Spanish and it's this dream of how Spanish will be involved in your life? Well, of course, right now, as Riley uh, previously mentioned, COVID-19 has kind of ruined a lot of things for this year and probably the next year. But I would like to do a study abroad before I leave college and start my um, professional career, no matter what job that be. But to get some cultural experience living in a Hispanic uh, country or community, that would be ideal for me, really. Um, it'd be a good starting place to um, develop relationships yeah. with other people i love it do you know if there's a significant amount of spanish speakers in the communities surrounding barry uh i i have not actually looked into the volunteer experiences because a lot of them have been canceled this year but i am oh, looking forward to uh rome georgia i don't think is di as diverse as chattanooga what <laughs> um yeah there's a lot of uh, Southern white folk out here, but you're not wrong. Yeah. Okay. Well, I I'm excited to see for both of you guys essentially where what the journey is going to look like because you have this vision, you have this goal, this dream, and then the journey can often kind of just go in 75 different ways. And we're talking now, but I wouldn't be surprised if a year from now, Riley, you have like seven new opportunities, and Addison, you found 15 different ways to volunteer in the communities and it's going to open up brand new paths as well so that's what i'm most excited for but kind of to wrap up this chunk of the conversation why this dream for you guys what is the inspiration behind knowing spanish or what personal connection do you have to this dream of i want it to be part of my life i can go first thank you so much uh, well, I think that language is such a beautiful thing and, um, communication is so powerful and being able to communicate in somebody else's first language, um, just automatically connects you and makes it our conversation more intimate. So I think in that way, um, just being able to reach out to people and having language and knowing their language um, be something that I am able to do, I think is super important when you're looking to like get outside of your personal bubble and mm -hmm. get outside of the community that you've already surrounded yourself with. Yeah. Um, and actually last night I ate dinner with a friend and our waiter was um, a Spanish speaker and he was just talking to us about how knowing Spanish is so important because it's English and Spanish right now. Yeah. Like those are the two main languages. And he was like, you need to know it. Like, and I was like, yes, <laughs> I know I need to know it. Like I do kind of. <laughs> oh my gosh. This makes um, my heart so happy. But it was, it was great. And we were like, next time we come, we'll definitely order in Spanish. And just having those opportunities to like 
even make those like small connections and just to say that like you even if my Spanish isn't perfect like I tried and I um I tried to have that conversation I tried to relate to someone in a way that they're comfortable with um just I think is so powerful well and your mom also right yes correct yes she studied abroad in college she probably wouldn't call herself fluent, but I yeah, think but she that she can really well. She can carry on a conversation yeah. for sure. Um, so that's something I've grown up with. I mean, she didn't speak it around me, so I didn't like know anything before yeah. taking Spanish one. Um, but it's um, it's a way that we can communicate. So yeah. it's fun in that respect too. I love it. And Addison, for you, why this dream? What's the what's the inspiration? What's the connection you have? Well, I I wholeheartedly agree with Riley and everything she said about communication. Uh, I just think it is a very humbling experience to um, step outside of your comfort zone and to learn a different language of somebody else's lingua materna. Um, Just to reach it. Yeah, I'm using that vocab, that VMAP. Yes, it is a very humbling experience because a lot of everybody else in the world, I remember writing an essay about this for AP Spanish, but everywhere else in the world they are taught two or three languages in school even four or five so many people nowadays are polyglots and they can speak all these different languages but americans most white americans um are only required to learn english and then some spanish or french as a high school or college credit which i just think is incredibly sad because uh if we if we want to come together as a humanity to find peace in anything then we're going to have to learn um about a foreign a a stranger to us and we're going to have to learn their language to communicate with them truly and we won't have everybody learning english and making english the global language it's it's like yeah it's 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 mucho as it's it's as if you read the book the gift of the stranger i was just about to mention the book you gave me this uh (laughs) For um, talking, was it Talkie Tuesday or graduation? Or no, it was the Spanish. It was your Spanish school. student of the year. Right. I read that book this summer and it was very touching. It kind of yeah. encouraged me to keep studying Spanish because I had some doubt in my mind. I was like, maybe I should just drop Spanish. I mean, how useful is it? But just to read about different people's stories and um, how humbling it is to learn a stranger's tongue, I think yeah. uh, it's very important. Well, and a major, major plug to any of our listeners that are interested in doing more work in your own life on why to learn a language as you guys are starting to learn Spanish. The Gift of the Stranger is absolutely incredible. Recommended to me by a dear friend, Ellie Mela. Loved it. Was able to pass it on to Addison. Uh, Riley, I would highly recommend it. Maybe I'll send you a copy or something. It's so, (laughs) it's so, so, so good. Um, that and the Spanish Bible, it really oh, um, yeah. tied things together. I mean, uh, I am Christian, and I do try to um, be more like Jesus every day. And I think a great way to do that, um, even if you're not religious or if you're yeah. spiritual or anything, you can literally be anything. Just the experience of learning another language and connecting with different people other than mm-hmm. the people that speak your language, it's just... I've said humble three million times, but I yeah. just get very humble. <laughs> totally. Get put in your place. I wish, truly, I mean, you guys are some of the wisest students that I've ever 
had the opportunity to talk to. But for real, I wish that I had your wisdom at your age because it is, I mean, you guys are brilliant academically, but also in life in knowing what you stand for and what you're passionate about and to be like 18 and just entering a brand new world in the middle of a global pandemic and also know that I'm passionate about language and connecting with people. It's huge. I'm proud, 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 proud. I think I think our generation is probably one of the greatest generations because, and that sounds like a very elitist okay, thing. Okay, stay humble. We've talked a lot of humble. But, yeah. <laughs> no, I, th- I really think it is because we've grown up in this digital age and we've, yeah. we have access to the internet and people before us, they were just whatever they heard or learned, that's what they believed in. But we have an access to like any information we want just through Google. We yeah. grew up on the internet and we, we are aware of all these other cultures and we have the potential to talk to so many people. It's just our minds are just evolving, really, and um, how thoughtful we can be. And uh, we have so many different beliefs that we have to sort out. But I, yeah. I do believe our generation, we're also the funniest, too. Our memes are pretty good. You're not wrong. <laughs> you guys have cornered the market in memes. Well, uh, all right. Let's... Clint James. Yes, Clint also a meme legend let us i want to know a little bit of info from you guys that we could share with our listeners we've just started a bit more with modismos so could you guys tell me your favorite modismo what it means literally and then how we might use it actually in day-to-day conversation and as a reminder for our listeners a modismo in english is an idiom or just an expression a saying that we would use so, Riley, let's start with you. What is your favorite modismo, your go-to that you love? My go-to was the easiest one, no surprise. <laughs> um, but it's vale la pena, and it just means it's worth it. Yep. And you could use it in any situation, pretty much, right. <laughs> where you're saying that something is worth doing, like valuable in any way. Vale right. la pena. Vale la pena. See, si. I love it. Addison, what's your go-to modismo? My go-to modismo is was probably throughout my AP Spanish year. It was probably echar agua al mar, which quite literally means to throw water in the ocean, and it signifies to something to be pointless. And uh, it was very much like most of Jameson's assignments. Uh, <laughs> pointless. That is petty. I am just, petty. I'm just messing around, of course. But I was I just fell in love with that modismo particularly. Yeah, it's a good one. I do love that one. My favorite might be Soy la Leche, Tio, because it's mm-hmm. just a classic one to introduce. And everybody knows it when you first start because Soy la Leche, everybody knows since Spanish one. So when you can start to take basic words that you guys already know and then put them into an actual idiom that makes you sound a little less like a gringo, then we're in a really good spot. Uh, yeah, we learned right. that in Spanish one. We've come full circle. No, this is huge. This is huge. Uh, So what are some practical tips for people that are starting to learn Spanish? Because a lot of our listeners are diving in for the first time or they want to brush up on their Spanish. But besides just practice, what would you guys say are some specific tips that you would recommend? And Addison, let's start with you. I believe that people, especially in like a middle school or a high school setting, I believe you should realize that it's more than your credits. It's more than just gaining a credit for your to graduate. Um, learning a language is uh, is a process that you have to be dedicated to, and it's not something you should just shrug aside. 
Um, mm-hmm. It's not your thing, but it is very useful, especially in today's world with digital communication, to be able to speak at least some phrases yeah. um, in Spanish. And so to just recognize that, recognize that and uh, understand that this is the language of th- hundreds of thousands and millions yeah. of people in the world. And it's not just something to play around with, um, but just to understand that and wrap your mind around that concept uh, that Spanish is useful and that you can use it and grades don't define you. True. Okay, so mindset, really taking that mindset and saying, I'm in it because I want to use this language. And then I'm going to push you even further to say what somebody finishes this episode, what is one thing they could do immediately after the episode that would be a benefit? to them as they learn Spanish. One practical thing. Like for me, I might say, try putting your phone in Spanish for a week. I I have my phone in Spanish. Actually, I've had it in Spanish all summer. It's actually been pretty fun because I uh, door dashed over the summer. I was a door dash driver. And so um, I kind of learned the basic food delivery and food service um, phrases. Through DoorDash, uh, because my phone was in Spanish. But uh, another thing you could do, um, I'm a music lover, of course. My dad is the manager of a couple radio stations downtown. But I believe if you immersed yourself in some music, like you could go basic Shakira. You could go to my favorite artist, which is Camilo. Oh, I love some Camilo. Yes, he's my favorite. Tutu. Mm. Mm. Y favorito. These canciones favoritas. Pero... Yeah, I, I think music is a very powerful tool, and music yeah. is kind of this universal thing. And though it's in a different language, um, you can start to understand that language through music yeah. and understand the basic pop phrases they say. Yeah, I agree. And sometimes there, you you actually really do learn a lot from listening to songs because it gets stuck in your head. It's uh, a bop, a critical bop, we might say, on this show. So if you find a good critical bop that'll help you with your Spanish, it's a great way to pick up some phrases. Riley, what about you? What would you say is a practical tip somebody could apply right after finishing this episode? Well, I think the obvious one is just to like be speaking it as much as you yeah. can. And as hard as that is, just like obviously going into English when you can't say it in Spanish, but... um. Just, like, saying what you know in Spanish, yeah. just, like, already, like, I guess, like, um, you're just practicing it a lot more. Um, one thing that I did in Spanish 1, which might have been really extra, but I, like, took a bunch of sticky notes and, like, put the Spanish word for what the object was, and I, like, put it yeah. on the object. So, like, <laughs> every time I picked up, like, my backpack, it said, like, la mochila, and oh, I love that. <laughs> it would, like... Uh, trigger my brain to like remember like yeah that's the word and then it was a lot easier to pick up my vocabulary that way because I was like looking at the object and looking at the word and I would see it like every day that I picked up the object so yeah um that was a practical way that I did it when I was learning I love that okay so listeners you guys just got three tips put your phone into Spanish listen to some Camilo or an artist of your choice on Spotify and Start labeling things in your house, in your car. That's a great way for you to see vocab, and then you can practice saying it all the time. All right, my last question for you guys before we wrap up. How are you using Spanish in your daily life? In parentheses, are you even using Spanish in your daily life? Addison, let's start with you. 
Well, I am actually taking a Spanish course um, in class. I'm taking Spanish 302 Advanced Grammar. Um, yes. Oh. We are we are really digging in. You, re you remember VHL? We are mm -hmm. we have like six VHL assignments each night, and oh my um, <laughs> really understanding the basics. We're starting with the basics right now, like preterite versus imperfect. But of course, that um, as I said earlier, as I mentioned earlier, I do have my phone in Spanish. Um, that's really helping me immerse myself, and I also listen to music in Spanish. But yeah, I'm, I'm interacting with Spanish. My roommate actually is hispanic his name's jose and, that's so uh, cool right so sometimes we'll have bilingual conversations sometimes switching in and out of english and spanish spanglish as you might call it that's fantastic but yeah i i'm not fully immersed it's not like i'm living in a spanish household right. um we mainly speak english but sometimes we do slip into spanish and it is pretty fun i love it and riley what about you what does spanish in your day-to-day -day life look like well, I am planning on minoring, so I will have a lot of classes in the future. Um, my roommate is taking a pretty beginner course in Spanish, but it's a lot of vocab. So she's asked me a couple questions, and I'm just feeling like, oh, yeah, I know that word. And um, that's so that's fun. She'll, like, test her Spanish on me sometimes. Yeah. Um, so that's just, like, little things um, where I've, like, experienced. Way. Yeah. Well, and you in teaching or help almost tutoring your roommate is a great way for you to just solidify some of the basics. And that's, I mean, for people that know Spanish, this podcast is a great way to just hear a clear explanation of a concept and then be like, Oh yeah, I do know how that works. So now you can be an ambassador for the podcast to your roommate and say, Oh, you should listen to Ayuda. I failed Spanish. Right. So that you don't feel Spanish. <laughs> exactly. Yes. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for joining. Do you have any final thoughts? And I want to give you a chance to plug your social media. Addison, any last thoughts? Any social media? Where can people find you? Well, I am on Instagram, Addison Howe. It is my first name and the first three letters of my last name, Howard. Um, I do drum covers. Uh, I really love playing the drums. They are Maybe absolutely incredible. They're so good. Why, thank you. But yes, um, I'm not going to put my address. Uh, please you. don't send me anything. <laughs> but yeah, that's me, Addison Howe. We love it. Riley, where can people find you if they want to stay in touch or find out more about your brilliant ideas? Um, I am on Instagram. It's my full name, Riley Timmerman. Um, and yeah, you can see my college journey i guess yeah. <laughs> in new yeah. york city oh my gosh well before we send it away as you guys know well hopefully you guys will know that we have a very specific way that we like to end it and i'm going to turn it over to my dear ex-students now turned friends that i'm so proud of and think the world of thank you guys again and take it away hasta luego y adios <laughs> brilliant <laughs> Ayuda is produced by Rock Rising. Follow us on Instagram at IFailedSpanish to learn along with us. Adios. Hasta luego. Hasta pronto. Hasta mañana. Ciao.